It's your boy Tommy V of Raw Sex, and we're going to jump right into it. And shout out to Kendrick Lamar for dropping this album. Um, but I was just listening to the Father of Time song, and he said something. I forgot what exactly what he said. I think it was the hook, and it, it just sparked something in my brain, and I was like, yo, that's that's powerful. Um, he's talking about having daddy issues, and then I heard in the hook, it sounded like the guy said, mind you, I mean, I literally... Before I press this record button, I just took my headphones off. I haven't even finished the album. I just, off the one song, I'm like, hold on, wait, wait a minute. And I connected a dot. And um, so just just hear me out on this, right? Because this is literally, I'm, I'm literally, like, this is a new concept. I just developed it based off of listening to this song. And, this, and the hooky, the guy says, um, practicing, on, practicing on the ops or something like that, he said. So that's how new it is. I don't even remember what he, I just heard it. And I just like, my brain just went. Poof. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They have really got us. We've really been bamboozled. You know what I'm saying? And and the best way I can explain it to you is this. Like, for a lot of black men, right? For damn near majority of us. Like, I mean, I know some people are like, nah, not me, bro. Okay, I get that. But what you have to understand in life is this. If you didn't go through what I'm about to tell you, if you black, you more than likely were surrounded by niggas who did. You were influenced by niggas who did. The rappers you listened to was niggas who did. Um, all the stuff that has turned you into the, the nigga that you are is surrounded by people who did go through this. So it doesn't matter really truthfully if you went through it or not because more than enough of us have... And it's more of a common reality for enough of us to the point where it's like, it might as well be all of us anyway. And I'm pretty sure it's not just what I'm about to mention, but a lot of things are like this. Maybe not even just for black people, but for other people or all people. Just if, if they can get, if you can influence eight out of 10 motherfuckers, if you can wire and program and condition eight out of 10 people, you you can, you can damn near just say fuck it I got the whole tent you know what I'm saying um and the few that beat the odds whatever you know what I'm saying like you let those those few up because once you once those people get up we'll just kill them we'll just we'll just find another way to assassinate the character anyway so it don't matter about those few who break the mold and beat the matrix because you got other traps for those guys you know what I'm saying but this trap right here is enough and it is enough clearly because we have so many people affected by what I'm about to speak on that die at young ages because of it right so because a lot of us have daddy issues right um because it was a lot a lot of us grew up some of us grew up not knowing our dad our dads left us our dads were there but were terrible um or just set bad influences some of our dads were in prison you know dad was on drugs selling drugs gang banging whatever the first person in your life you didn't like was probably your dad the first vision of a of of a man that you ever had was a bad one it wasn't to say like the first vision in life that you had of a man was what a man is supposed to be um and whatever the first literally the first man you ever knew was bad so Naturally, you've already, before you could even 
man, this is crazy. Process anything. You've already began the dehumanization process that would allow you to grow up and be able to go out there and, like he said in the hook, practice on the ops because you have daddy issues. You see what I'm saying? Where for a lot of us, we the first person, you know, that we loved and we cherished and held on to was your mother, right? And we can break that down in a different way. I mean, obviously, like I said, this is a developing concept of mine. But basically what I'm saying is that the reason why you don't see anything wrong with what black women do, and this is not just for the young men, this is also for the young women as well, because mind you, a lot of us have sisters that grew up in the same environment that I'm describing. The reason why you don't see anything wrong with what black women do, but you're so ready to jump down on every nigga, nigga, that's how you was trained from birth. You know, that's why they that's why they they went through the woman, yes, and they also directly attacked the man, removed him from the home, made him look bad, he made himself look bad, you know what I'm saying? While she sits there, she's the one of honor, she's the one that gets all the credit for pushing you out of her stomach and doing the things that comes with that. Like, you know, she didn't have to really be great or anything. She could just simply have paid the bills or in some way, no matter how she got the money. Um she could have just whatever because she's allowed to be more bummish than a man is I mean not just because she's a black woman because she's a woman you know what I'm saying because you wouldn't respect your dad if he had to live off of all these government assistance and had to borrow money from this one and had to go maybe even sleep with that one just to pay the bills you'd be like this nigga ain't no man if he's not out working for it trapping for it robbing for it having a career you know something like that then it ain't it ain't even talking about nothing so that's why you don't respect no broke nigga, but you sit up there with a broke-ass bitch all day. Your mama was broke. Your mama was technically the same broke bitch some of these niggas now make fun of. You see what I'm saying? Your mama was a single mama, so you know, you'll know put up with this, with this single mom mentality. You'll put up with all these things. But you ain't putting up with none of these niggas because from the time you was young, that's all you knew was nigga. That's all you saw was a nigga. And then half of you, thank God I didn't go through this, but then half of you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and once again, even though I didn't go through it, it's enough to be passed on. Your your mom was talking shit about your dad before you could even develop your own theories on him. So you might have been able to see him in a human form and say, you know what? The same way I accept my mom who smoked cigarettes and has a regular job or whatever your black mom did, you know, didn't make much money, things like that. I can respect my I can find a way to understand my dad's struggles, too. Half the time, we don't understand our dad's struggles till we're it's too late. I judged my dad my whole life. I judged my father my whole entire life. Like literally, I still catch myself judging him. I can tell you that I've I've grown a a, a different heart from my father simply because of the fact that shit, I ain't no better than him. I found out. You know what I'm saying? And it took me 26, 27 years to see that. You know, and I wouldn't say 26, 27. I say. I mean, because it started around like eight or nine, you know, maybe we'll just say 20 years, 20 years to see that it's too late now. The damage is done. You see what I'm saying? The damage is done. Like it's, it's I mean, yes, I can, as, as some people say, you know, change it up for the, my son and make sure things is different and I can spread messages like this one and hopefully it heal somebody and understanding why you are the way you are towards your people um however how many 
bodies. Uh, I mean, that's how, how many how many people have you hurt in the process? How many how many how many how many you know just how much damage you know? And what is what is the options to damage control in that situation? You feel me? When the first man that you ever saw put a bad taste in your mouth and allowed you to look at men like this is did you ever notice that like you ever hear this one like when like like a dude robs a woman or something that you hear like a, a lady getting robbed people oh who rob women we don't stop robbing women stop and it's men that say this stop robbing women so what go rob a man how about just stop robbing right I don't see why I deserve to get robbed any more than the next motherfucker, female or male. Not saying that you're you're saying go rob men, but you're you're saying don't rob women. But when you hear about a dude getting robbed, you laugh. You see what I'm saying? And you don't even realize that 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 laughter and the fact that you've dehumanized the situation that much that a random man who might be innocent never did nothing to nobody could be a better person than that girl you're trying to save. By the way. But you don't see that, you know, you know, once again, they were, you were trained to believe your mom is perfect. You know, saying your dad is, is, is a fuck nigga, right? Because men, people don't realize men are, people, people don't realize how much perfection we expect from men. Men cannot be imperfect. Men are not allowed to not be able to take care of their kids financially. Men are not allowed to, you know, not be able to have certain resources or not be physically strong. We are, we are damn near expected to be perfect, we get a pass on the face you know we get a pass on on having a beard that's a little rough or a face that's a little scringy but besides that we are expected to be perfect as men you know what i'm saying where we have so much love for our women and i'm not telling you to hate women i'm not telling you to hate women and start loving men i just want you to see the roots of these things and why things are so unbalanced you know what i'm saying and you know the roots of these of, of why or how long They've been, especially in the black community, trying to make you hate men. And what we don't realize is that all of us hate men. And it comes from especially black men. And it comes from this thing. Now, by now, you, you would tell me you hate men because, you know, your homeboy got shot or you got raped or molested or, you know, this, that, and the third. A cop needs to pick on you or something. But what you don't realize is it started way before that. And it, and it goes beyond that. The roots of it that that led that led to this being able to be there and look at it that way starts back at the home. Originally, we're going back. Now we're going back decades. Well, we've been going back decades in this conversation, but we're going. We're not talking about today. We're talking about yesterday. Maybe even before I was born. Well, yes, before I was born. Maybe even before my own father was born. You understand? Because my dad is you know he has a lot of different things about him and I was surprised to find out that his dad was nothing like that you know and what's crazy is his mom was the one that was abusive his mom my grandma rest in peace to her I just heard a story about her the other day something that she did to my uncle um not molesting but something violent that she did to my uncle that it literally almost made me cry and, and I, I even though I'm a cancer I don't cry as much as people would think that we cry 
So when I cry, I, I can damn near honestly, bro, in the last 10 years, I can tell you every time I've cried. I can literally tell you every single time I've cried. That's that's how crazy. I, I ain't gonna lie, I cried when Kevin Samuels died. Um, it wasn't just the Kevin Samuels, but, you know, just knowing how bad things are gonna get, you know, and seeing how bad things have already got in our community and how I feel like he was a huge person that could have fixed these things made me cry and then of course yeah him being dead and just knowing realizing that I won't ever watch him live I won't ever you know see the growth and development that I was predicting and forecasting it it made me cry the last time I cried before that was listening to Busta Rhymes um, New York shit and before I listened to that I listened to U.S. Placers by CRS, Lupe Fiasco, Kanye West, and Pharrell. And I also listened to Classic. Mm-hmm. You know, and these songs, it made me cry because I really felt bad. The hip-hop has become shit. And I just like, man, you know, I don't think we'll ever get music like this again. And I was sitting there crying, like, oh, what is young shit? I was literally bawling. Like, that's how much I love hip-hop. Like, it was literally like losing a close friend when I when I really realized that damn it's over you know and that plus the emotions of the of being in middle school and my developing years and how terrible some of them were and this was the music that helped me cope through those times if I didn't have that iPod shuffle trying to skip through all the songs to get to those songs you know <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what type of craziness I would have did you know I stabbed somebody in the seventh grade you know what I'm saying? So I was already on that type of timing. Like, um, and for anybody who, well, you know you did it. All right, you, you want to talk to three, four people that was standing right there when I did it? Like, fuck. Anyway, so um, I cried about that. I cried listening to Future. I, I don't know. I always cry listening to the music. <laughs> I cried listening to Future Chosen One because I just felt like, damn, my life wasn't going far at the time, you know? And it still hasn't really amounted to too much. You know what I'm saying? A couple years later, you know? So I was like, I'm going to cry again right now. I'm just playing. But, you know, at the end of the day, I can count how many times I've cried. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you all the times I've cried. And um, that's just me being transparent with you. I don't even remember why, how we got on this crying topic. Now I feel like the episode about me crying. I'm going to cry right now. No, but, you know, and they tell us we need therapy and all this. What can a therapist tell me about something that's been programmed and wired in me since the beginning of time? Huh? What can a therapist tell me about that? What therapist is that is there for that? Seriously, like all jokes aside, man, this is deep programming. What therapist is there for that? When I leave his office, I still gotta go right back. I still gotta go back to the same habitat that taught me to attack. You know what I'm saying? And train me like that. I still gotta I still got all these things in my brain that drive me insane. I still got all this stuff in my window pane. When you see my eyes, you see my soul. Come on, man. Come on, hey, character, sign me too, nigga. <laughs> hey, that was hard, though. But no, nah, but for real, though. All jokes aside, though. You know, from the jump. You know, from the jump. And it's a and it's a vicious, continuous cycle. It didn't have to start and end in the 70s and 60s and shit like that. It didn't have to start and end when they, when they pushed the crack. You know, it didn't have to start and end when they started wearing rags. It didn't have to start and end. We don't have to even go all the way back started right here in my lifetime right here in my lifeline right here in my lineage you feel me eating hot dogs with spinaches and 
spinning back, spinning shit. And now we want to hit the block and spin again and spin again and spin again. Sending balls back and forth like Wimbledon. Hit them back with this tennis bracelet. These niggas ain't ignorant. They just immigrants in foreign stolen land. That was ours. We conquered. We was Indians. Come on, man. I'm indigenous. Ain't no one as sick as this. I just freestyled this shit right now and left all y'all's witnesses. God's witnesses. God's wrath. God's path. God's plan. Hit him with a drizzy. Spin the block one more time. Just one more again. I want to kill all his friends. I want all them niggas to die. I'm going to ignore everyone that hurt me in my life as long as they got a wig on. But if that nigga got something on top of his head, it's down syndrome. Because syndrome's down. I send them down. I shoot niggas in their face right now and lift their crown off their head. Turn them to halos. Why don't I hate hoes? That's who ruined my life, though. That's who fucked the same dad that I don't like, yo. I'm just saying, yo. And as I got older, sometimes that's what I would do, though, is literally place some blame on my mom. Like, damn, bro. Like, my mama, like, like, why did you... What the hell could you have seen in this guy? Like, you you know what I'm saying? And and why not the other guys? You know, like, what... what, what, what I mean... Because it's always been bad and good, right? Always been bad and good. And this whole generation of, of shitty-ass people... It literally been bred by um, our mom's poor decisions and the, and the men, the type of black men they did choose, the ones they walked past and the ones that they let get on their knees and ask them to, you know, marry them or stick their dinglings in them. You know what I'm saying? And then now here we are talking about black men and shit. Then you got the good black man. He got a whole generation of mixed kids. He live in a suburb somewhere. He's, he's, he's a lost cause. He's nothing to do with our race. You know, and the bad black man became the image. Then they split everybody up. You know how they did that. And, you know, obviously they uh, dehumanized us on the news. They dehumanized our facial features, um, the wide nostrils, the, the, the thicker jaws, the uh, the more curvaceous um, and, and, and defined cheekbone structures, um, your hair texture. You know, um, the women, I guess they figured it out before us. You know, the hair texture, they went and put the silky one on to make themselves seem whatever they seem. But all they did was scare people off even more because that's not who you are. They, these things, I didn't even mean for that to rhyme. These, these things, though, like all of this plays a role into how it's so easy to hurt a black man. And a lot of niggas don't even, don't even realize it. You're not scared of white men. You're not scared of Mexican men. But you really, you don't even realize how much you give them a pass. You see what I'm saying? I've been locked up plenty of times. I tell you, I watch new guys come into the dorm all the time. And sometimes there's a group of them, black, white, Spanish, Asian. Who gets the, who gets pressed when they walk in the dorm? We want to see the black guy's paperwork. We want to know what gang is he from. We want to know where he's from. We want to know his charges. We want to make sure he ain't no rat. White boy walk in. Um, he could be a rapist, snitch. And a, and, a, and, a, and a nigga from the Aryan Brotherhood, but we'll never even know it. Well, we're going to find out before you even get to your, before you even get to your cell. I need to know where you bang. I need to know where you from. I need to know what you do to get here. I need to know who you know in the street. If you say you from over there, do you know Pebo and Jibo and Debo and all of that? Mexican nigga walk in, get a pass. His people come up to him and, and tell him where to go. They give him some food, all of that. They don't even care if they from opposite gangs sometimes. Them niggas just come in and get right to it. Get right to loving each other. They don't give a fuck. They Mexican, Dominican, bro, you brown, come on down. You know what I'm saying? 
Six nine, for example. Six nine, I tell people all the time, six nine would be dead if he was black. Y'all got I mean you don't realize it though. The, don't be mad at yourself after hearing this episode, black man. Um, you have been programmed this way. This is a subconscious thing. Subconsciously, this is how your psyche works. You know, you don't even realize that these people would be dead. Six nine would be dead by now. He would have got beat up a million times or, or be shot up by now. All the, I mean, this this guy is the most disrespectful rapper I've ever seen in my life. You know, we've seen black men go at each other for less. I don't even know why Young Thug and Lucci. Well, actually, I do. Like, never mind. Yeah. Um, but mm, we're not going to speak on that situation specifically. But, you know, a lot of things. Give me one second, guys. You know, uh, 6 9 would have been dead by now. Um, George Zimmerman would have been took off by now. Uh, uh, Dylan Roof, he's sitting in prison comfortably. How many? All right, let me ask you guys this question, right? And I don't have anything to back this up, but let me just ask you a serious question. Dylan Roof, for y'all who don't know, y'all don't remember, I'm, I keep his name in my mouth. I keep his name in, like, literally staying in my brain so I never forget him. Um, Dylan Roof is that white boy who ran up in that church in South Carolina and shot nine black people while they were praying. Um, and the, you remember the white boy that they gave the Burger King and they gave him a bulletproof vest and all the other stuff? Yeah, that guy. Um, Dylan Roof, who I'm pretty sure behind closed doors, one of those cops said, hey man, you did the right thing, you know, I wouldn't put it past it. Dylan Roof, right, in the prison that he's in, how many black men do you think is in that prison? Just, I mean, if you had to just guess, how many black men, a whole bunch of them, right? Pretty much a whole bunch, right? Dylan Roof, uh... In the, whatever prison he goes to, they can put him in any prison in America. He's gonna be around a lot of black folk. How many black? How many black men in that same prison since Dylan Roof has got incarcerated? How many black men that are in that same prison? Um, how many black men that are in that same prison have at least beat up another black person? Another black, obviously another black man. How many of them? have made another black, probably bullied the fuck out of some little nigga somewhere right now, as we speak. Taking his store from him, taking taking his phone time from him, making him give them food. Damn near starving. Damn near starving. You know, when you take somebody's store into jail, you ain't just taking from them, you take it from whatever family member gave that money to them so they can get some lotion, so they can get some shampoo, so they can get a little snack and, and, and live... And, live, I mean, as close to the outside as possible. I never respected that. I used to see it happen all the time. Luckily, it ain't ever happened to me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, I used to see it happen and be like, wow, like, why would you do that? Like, you you really about to go outside. Cause you know they give robbery charges for that now, right? They don't, they don't play that shit no more. They will hit you with a real free world charge for some shit like that. You really about to go get a robbery charge for some Cheez-Its, dog, and a honey bun? How you gonna explain that to your kids? You know? And um, it, it's, it's crazy. How many how many black people have been killed in that prison by other black people for for minuscule reasons? Why are you so quick to jump up and want to kill me? Why you want to keep checking me? Why you want to know where I'm from? Why you want to? You see what I'm saying? Why me? Well, everybody else can just slip past you. And you wonder why our race can't go nowhere. We're in the same place we was 30, 40 years ago. 
I don't give a fuck about Kanye West and Jay-Z being a billionaire. We're in the same place we was, like I said, nigga. We're in the same place we was 30, 40, 30, 40 years ago. 50, 60 years ago. We're in the same place. It's the same cycle. The little homie just got hit with 10 years in prison. He got tattoos on his face. It's getting worse. At least back in the 80s and shit, nigga come home from prison, he came home in shape. You know what I'm saying? He came home a little knowledgeed up. Now they come home with tattoos on their face. Skinny as hell. Useless. Ready to go right back in that motherfucker. Do you know what happened when you when you get put into something that's supposed to be dangerous and you survive it, it make you feel like that ain't nothing. And at that point, once it becomes nothing to you, I'm not saying you want it, but you don't mind it being a consequence. Which means that you will be willing to do things that might end you back in that consequence. Huh? Like Jay-Z said, y'all let, y'all let, uh, y'all killed XXX and Tyson, but Zimmerman, y'all let Zimmerman live. The streets is dead. See, these, these things, these concepts that are, that I'm pushing right now, um, the, these concepts that I'm pushing right now, it hurts to hear. Because, really, it's not like you're just consciously like, no, ignore Dylan Roof. Let's go get that black guy over there. No, but you don't even realize it. And it comes back down to daddy issues. And that's why, not to, not to keep bringing him up all the time, but that's why Kevin Samuels was so important. Because Kevin Samuels was pushing for the family unit again. Because woke, real quote-unquote woke black people, and I hate the word woke, but just for a lack of better terms, understand that it, when they say family first, it's deeper than just putting your family before like money or something like no family first is in nigga that's the first thing you know in life the first person you ever seen love a woman that's why the black man don't know how to love the black woman he can go he can look go love the white woman he can go love the the spanish and asian woman but he doesn't know how to love the black woman a lot of the time because the first time he ever seen a black woman that's supposed to have been loved with his mother and his father didn't love her for some black men they never seen it luckily for me i saw some but never seen it. And once again, I can't exclude myself because the fact that I'm surrounded by people like that, I must include myself. You know, I have to. You see what I'm saying? So I need people to realize that this, this, this is, this is that. It goes a little bit deeper than even anything I'm speaking on. This is a, this is a, this was, this was constructed. This is a system that was constructed that way. It was literally built to be that way. And that's why they piled so many of us up in the projects. You know, while they were doing their experimenting on our brain, they piled us up. So that way, even if, once again, and go back to my original concept, even if you manage to be that one family on the block that's like, nah, I got a good dad, I got a good mom, you're going outside to hang out with a bunch of little nigglets who didn't have that. And their mentality is appealing because the gangsterism is appealing. The thug life has been appealing. We're going to let you, that's the hip hop. You know, the, the music and the, and the black exploitation films made it more appealing, right? The lack of pride in anywhere else has to find somewhere to have some pride. So you found pride in gang banging, set tripping, whatever you was doing, dope dealing. And these things become cool. A bunch of fatherless youth, the fatherless America. You see what I'm saying? And, and mind you, I'm speaking really towards my, my brothers right now, but this also goes towards the sisters too. 
I mean, imagine being a little girl and the only men in your life are molesting you, raping you, beating you, hitting your mom, cheating on your mom, hurting your mom, hurting a woman. The only other person in the house that looks like you is your mom. You know, so you got two, three brothers. This is a common story for a lot of black women. You know, they, you know, and, and this is the only men you know. Then when you get a little older, they're hitting on you, beating on you, touching on you, only want to, uh, only want you for sex. You get trained to be a fucking savage. You're, tr- you're a trained animal. You know what I'm saying? You're a trained animal. you on the hunt. Most of us don't even make it. Half of us, will we survive America? America, the big, the big, the big garden of Eden, a big ass experiment, a big ass project. The land of the lab rats and guinea pigs. I always tell people all the t- time, man, we lab rats and guinea pigs, always being tested on. That's why we have the biggest stage in the whole world. America has the biggest stage in the whole world. You don't believe me? Go to any country in this in this world and name just name random rappers and actors and movies and TV shows, lingo, all of it, and they know all of that shit. Come back to America and come back come back and tell me who the biggest rapper in in London is right now. Who the biggest actor in London? Look at this way. Them niggas got to come over here. Their biggest actors is over here. Idris Elba, Damson Idris. These guys are over here. <laughs> their, their actors have to come here. Who's the biggest actor in Bollywood? Do you even know what Bollywood is? Bollywood is the Hollywood of India. They, they have movies grossing millions and billions of dollars, just like some of our movies are grossing. Can you name any of them? You can't. Those movies don't get popular until they come here. We have the biggest stage. Everybody's watching us. We don't watch nobody. So everything that happens here influences the whole world, bro. That's what America was created for. And that's why we're the guinea pig and lab rat. And this generation, even more so, we're the new guinea pigs and lab rats. You don't know the long-term effects of half the shit you do. You don't know the long-term effects of spending, whether you realize it or not, spending hours of your day on social media looking at a phone with these LED light and this light back. You don't know how it'll affect your eyes in the long run. You don't know how, um, you don't know what are the, what, what is, what is 20, what is 20 years of being on social media? What can that do to somebody's brain? Seriously. Like what kind of traumatic effects can that have? What are we, how are we going to think? How are we going to move? How are we, how are we going to develop when somebody my age is 45 and I just spent the last 30 years of my life using social media. We don't even know. We don't know what is what does 40 years on Percocets look like? What is what is what is a 30 what is 30 years on on codeine and lean and walking and all this other shit? What does that look like? What is what is a 40 year old that says I've been sipping lean for 30 years, youngin? What is that? What does he look like? What does he think like? How does his how does his what type of health problems does he have? What about all this sex? We're having more sex than any other generation. We have sex, sex, sex. The average man these days has at least 100 bodies. The average woman has at least 40. Nigga, that is 40 bodies? You don't fuck more people than literally every woman in your lineage at that point. Put together. It would take, it would take thousands of years of backtracking down your family tree of just the women alone. To, to get that number and you done did it in one lifetime and you ain't even nowhere near dead yet what the fuck effect do you think that has we don't know 
We ain't never seen it before. Hmm? We don't know. Do you know? I don't. Same thing for the fellas. A hundred bodies, nigga. That you, you done fuck more people than, bro. If you have, a, if you have a hundred bodies, do you realize that you've had more sex in your lifetime than your whole lineage combined? I guarantee it. We go back to goddamn the biblical times of your lineage, and if you add up all the women that those men had sex with, unless one of your one of one of your, one of your great ancestors was a king who had several wives, if not. Nigga, you have probably fucked more women in your one life than your whole lineage combined. Some women have fucked 40 men before they were 22 years old. It's a fact. Because they was getting trains ran on them in middle school and high school. Don't laugh, it's not funny. There's nothing funny about that. You know why it's really not funny? Because we don't even know the long-term effects of it. You won't. You probably won't be laughing 20 years from now. This is your grand. This is your kid's grandmother. These are the grandmas of the neck of the future. Tatted up, BBL, 80 bodies. Like I couldn't. Even, like <laughs> we don't even know the long-term effects of this. What's the, what's the long-term effects of putting tattoos on your face or having a whole body covered in ink? I'm pretty sure that this can't be good. You know what I'm saying? What's the long-term effects of all this weed? We smoke we we smoke mad weed. Some people say, well, Snoop Dogg didn't smoke weed. Yeah, Snoop Dogg was smoking weed. They didn't smoke high-power weed till the late 90s. No niggas grew up smoking hella mids and, and regular weed. Nigga, we grew up smoking straight za. And a lot of it. A whole lot of it. You can smoke a hundred blunts of reefers like it's nothing. That's what Snoop Dogg and them niggas was smoking. That's why they had to put cocaine on it. That's chronic. Because it wasn't even that good. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he's smoking good now. But, you know, what's the long-term effects of just sitting there smoking weed all fucking day? While you also pop a Percocet, a Molly, and some lean. And a Xanax. Huh? What are the long... I'm just saying, what's the long-term effects? Let's look at the transgenders. They don't even know what they're doing to their body, putting all these hormones in there so they can be more feminine and, and like, girly. Like, you don't know... What's the long-term effects? What's the long-term effects of 20 years or 10, 15 years of you pumping uh, estrogen into your body as a man with XY chromosomes while you still have a dick, too? A lot of them, they don't even grow... They don't even go get the the, the, the dick and balls removed. They keep the dick and the balls, and they, you stand in there pumping something into your blood. And why do you even have access to shit like that? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like when you really think deeply about it, what what are they? Why why would they want you to to? Why would they want? Why would they want us like that? You don't even realize it. We don't know the long term effects of any of these things. So as a as a as a black man looking at this this situation that I'm speaking on, um, the first the first black man that you know you were taught to ultimately whether you see it that way or not, but hate um, and to fear and to see as an enemy, to see as competition, to see as someone that you have to have a guard up against, someone you have to be defensive around, someone that you have to you have to kind of give him 
not the benefit of the doubt, but the doubt of the benefit. You know what I'm saying? Like, before you even get a chance to really know this man, where, where did that come from? Did it come from your father? Why do you, why do you, why do you not see anything wrong with what the women are doing? They were talking about black people, so black women. You were taught to, hey, you know, you, the first woman you ever knew, she was able to get away with anything. Some of y'all sit around talking about y'all dad all day, but it was your mama who beat the shit out of you all the time. It was your mama who, you know, brought all this bullshit in the house and called you a faggot and called you nigga and all this other stuff. If you got asthma, it's because she was smoking cigarettes in the car. Am I lying? What's worse, an absent father or a toxic mother? You know, I'm just saying I'm not I'm just I'm just showing you why things are the way they are. You know, why, why is it that you're so ready to jump down on a black man's throat when you see a black man? And I, I, that's why I, I try to keep a certain energy so that way I don't have to deal with that. But it still happens. Why, when you see a black man, you, you mean mug him. You don't mean mug the white man who raped your mothers, raped your ancestors, hung your ancestors. You don't mean mug him. I'm not saying you see him say, hey, white man, hey. No, but you don't you don't let him feel uncomfortable. He's He's got away with so many things. He, he's very comfortable. Why is the white man so comfortable? When you really think about it, white people should fear us. They should be down there trying to give us things. They, white people should be walking to you giving you random gifts. You know what I'm saying? I mean, after you done did so much to a people... It was just like once the 70s and 80s came, it was like, all right, hey, yeah, appreciate it. All right, see y'all later. We've done our job. And you turned and took all that anger out on each other. Why? You know, you were piled up, living on top of a motherfucker. You can go out there and be the one to break the mold, and you still couldn't move nowhere else half the time. You didn't have much help, you know, so you had to sit there stuck. Now, that's a different type of frustration, you know, that's a different type of frustration. When I talk to older cats who grew up in those eras and these guys are gangsters or have been gangsters in their life and they tell me things like my mom and my dad or my dad or my mom, they tell me that their parents essentially had pretty good jobs. I'm like, wait, you lived in Compton? They're like, yeah. Or you lived in Cabrini Green? They're like, yeah, I was in Cabrini Green. I'm like, and your dad was a what? Why he moved? What was wrong with it? He's like, yeah, yeah. Then I learned over, obviously I learned over the years, like, oh, there wasn't, there wasn't just, that wasn't like that. That can create a different type of frustration. You know, and I've heard plenty of stories of black men, you know, that were were like they had good good careers back in the 60s, 70s or whatever in those eras. And because they couldn't get out of their neighborhoods, they went crazy, became drunks. Some of them might have became abusive. Some of them might have not, but they became drunks. And eventually now they're homeless. So many stolen kings, man, so so many stolen kings, you know, gone but not forgotten, but still, nonetheless. So when you really think deeply about it, you know, we have we have a lot of reprogramming to do. And I feel like the problem with a lot of our leaders right now is they don't realize that. They don't realize that, yes, 
your solution is a beautiful solution. These solutions that you guys, you know, propose to us are great. But we have to re, re rewire some things first. And that's our solution right now. And we have to understand that we need to uh, preserve some of the other solutions for the next generation because it's going to take, I mean, you can't, you know, I, 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 I was telling, we were talking about porn addiction. And I said, you know, for a lot of us, including myself, nigga been watching porn since elementary school. Nigga, you've been watching porn longer than you've been doing a lot of other things. How do you think you're going to quit porn in 30 days? Why would you even put that type of pressure on yourself? You're talking about a, a 20, sometimes for some people 30, some people 15, 10, whatever year thing that you probably used to do every day. You probably spent most of your life not even knowing knowing what you was doing. Like to you, it was just watching some bad bitches. You know what I'm saying? And now you realize, oh shit, I was really damaging my whole life, ruining my love life, ruining my 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 image of women. And sexualizing women is actually counterproductive to having good relations with them sexually or romantically. You know what I'm saying? Um, and all these things. And also, believe it or not, it, 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 it cucked you out. My home, my young homeboy, my young, young homeboy taught me that shit. And it blew my mind. I'm like, damn. He's like, you know, he said he stopped watching porn because he felt like a cuckold. And I was like, how the fuck? Nigga, why do you even think like that? But when he broke it down, it made sense. It's like, nigga, you're, here you are holding your dick in your hand, watching another man fuck the woman that you want to fuck. I mean, it's nowhere near the same, you know, but it's, 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 that's what you're doing. Especially, especially, let's keep it real. Especially if the guy is bigger than you. You see what I'm saying? Here you are, just, you know, it's just like a submissive thing. And I really feel like it plays a role in a lot of feminization of men. And they don't understand that because they're like, what are you talking about? I'm watching straight porn. I'm, I'm looking at the bitches. What the fuck is you talking about? But yeah, but you sitting there doing bitch shit while you do it. You see what I'm saying? Like, so it's uh, you falling into the flesh. The man, the, a man's supposed to be able to kill his flesh. Right? Remember, we're supposed to be perfect. So... Um, these are these are the things that I'm telling you because it's true. All right, as a man, uh, these these things are hard to break. You're talking about something that's been programmed into us um, for so long that it literally it it starts from birth, from from first time you have a brink of consciousness, and memory develops where you can actually retain the things you see every day. Um, this has been put into you. So before you could ride a bike, before you could read or write, you've already been taught about th- these things. You've already been seeing these things. And you think that we're going to just, what, just because you heard this episode or because you heard Boyce Watkins or uh, 19 Keys or one of these brothers speak that you're going to just stop the bullshit. And you could start to stopping, but, you know, it's going to take some time. And realistically, it's going to take a few generations. It took a few generations to get us here. You know what I'm saying? Um, this wasn't done overnight. See, you see, I'll give the white man, the evil white man, something. That motherfucker was patient. That that devil was patient. He knew he couldn't. He couldn't destroy the black. He can't destroy, you can't destroy a group of people in one or two years, bro. You know, you did what? 
300 something 400 years in slavery another what is that what 80 to 100 years Jim Crow civil rights all that type of shit and now what this new programming that got you out here like a girl and got us divided up and all the other stuff like this shit don't take time and trust me I think there's even more to the plan you know and that's why I said that's my, one of my episodes I said Kevin Samuels was gonna die regardless they were gonna kill him regardless whether he died genuinely from a heart attack or whatever or he died because that girl spiked his drink or he died from stress from yelling at you bitches every day having to deal with you hoes all the time or yeah he was gonna get killed regardless you can't go up there and do that right now you going against a plan you want black people to be married and have families and be productive Mm-mm. you want the black women in shape uh-uh and feminine and you want the men masculine nigga what's wrong with you you gotta go dog this against the grain that goes against all the stuff that they've been working so hard to do am i right or am i wrong literally it goes against it all it goes against it all, all of it bro shout out to the kendrick lamar for putting kodak black all over this album too by the way i've already heard him like two three times uh I know a lot of people are going to question how, how did this happen, how did this link up happen. Well, you know, you know, Kent Kodak has, has fully uh, embraced his Israelite lineage. He knows who he is. Don't let all that ignorance fool you. The man knows who he is, and so does Kendrick. So I'm pretty sure Kendrick probably reached out to him to try to, you know, also help him on that path. And that's 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 great. Um, and you know, Kodak Black is like the face of the youth. He's the longevity face of the youth. NBA Youngboy is not going to last. Chief Keith didn't last. Kodak Black is going to be the long watch. He's going to be the longevity face of the youth. You know what I'm saying? Um, why would you not want to to link up with him? Why would you not want to see what's going on? And anybody who knows, Kodak Black at first was, was stiff on the industry. He show up with video shoots. It's all kind of stories about him not showing up here and there and so now he's starting uh, to realize like man come on man you have a, a very beautiful thing that you can do of course you're gonna start to see him link up with more people that you wouldn't necessarily I ain't gonna say go against it but you wouldn't think oh that's who he's gonna go link up with nah but you're gonna see it more you know uh, but anyways you know being fatherless like that it, it, it allows you to, to dehumanize the man where you can make a stance against niggas who rob women and, and old people, but you can't make a stance about niggas who rob the brothers as well. Why, why not? Why, why, why does a black man deserve it any more than anybody else? He already has enough on his plate, don't you think? Don't we have to worry about the police? Don't we have to worry about all the other black men? You see what I'm saying? It's like, you know... I mean, think about it. We'll call every black man who tell a story a snitch, but you won't call Megan Thee Stallion a snitch. Why? I mean, it is, it is, it is, don't get it twisted. Like, it's deeper than what I'm saying. I'm, I'm using very shallow surface level topics um, and, and people and situations to cover it. But because I want you to see if I can use something that shallow, you don't even want me to go deep, bro. Let's not even go there. We don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to cut too deep of a wound of a wound we're already wounded you shouldn't have to go super deep I don't have to bring up all the crazy stuff you know why do you think that though 
you were taught and trained to look at the woman as perfect. That's why, you know, and, and it goes beyond black women, too, by the way. I was watching this show called Candy, and, you know, she killed a woman, and it's, it's, it's called Candy on Hulu. She killed this woman, and long long story short, I remember just thinking, like, episode after goes by, episode, and they still haven't arrested this woman yet. Because they don't want to believe that she did it. Why? Because she's a woman? And she's a little cute little, oh, yeah, I'm just a whole housewife. Because she's a little white woman and, and whatever. And, and she has that image to protect her. You know, we, we don't even realize that. And that's why we can't grow and develop. Because we we just keep running in the same cycles. And, and we let people take advantage of their images. And then we use a lot of other people's images to do a disadvantage on them. You see what I'm saying? And it started with our dad. Because you have daddy issues when a lot of us don't even realize that we should have some mommy issues now I don't want to implement trauma into your life that you don't already you haven't took on yourself but when you really think about it you should have mommy issues but you have daddy issues why you know that's why it's always been funny to me when black women um, like to project and assume when they hear a black man speak about them in the wrong way um, that he has mommy issues you know, I've told several of them, I don't have mommy issues. I definitely got some issues with my dad. I mean, if you want to talk parents, you know, and, and how could you as a black woman want to say something like that to me anyway? You see what I'm saying? A lot of brothers don't want to hear that because that's your mom. But if I set up here right now and trash the black man, all of us want to hear it because that's our dad. And fuck our dad. Right? Fuck your daddy, right? Right? I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, I know, I know a lot of brothers listening right now can relate. Fuck, 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 fuck our dads, right? Fuck, fuck Father's Day. Right? Right? Am I right or wrong? Is there a reason why we get socks on Father's Day and they get jewelry and cars and all kinds of shit? You already got to buy her something on Christmas and, and her birthday. And some of y'all might even gift her something on Valentine's Day. Some of y'all come from different cultures where y'all got other days as well. Your mama get 50 gift days a year. Your daddy, you lucky to get one. You see what I'm saying? You know? Like, uh, this is, this is, this is, this is deep shit. You know? And it comes, like I said, it comes back down to the dehumanizing of the black man, of the black people. You understand? So, um, I'm going to go ahead and drop this episode today, today, right now, um, and, and put it out there right now. I was going to go ahead and schedule it for next week because I have, y'all, I am backed up. I've been on a roll lately and I have so much heat for y'all. I hope everybody that listens to this podcast you guys are able to somewhat keep up i know compared to maybe some of the more bigger podcasts that drop like once a week or whatever i'm on here with you guys like every day or every other day at least but um today right now is may 13th i would say up until next friday it's friday right now up until next friday i've already have episodes that are already set to come out um so a lot of the stuff you're going to hear within the next week is pre-recorded. Um, you, you, and some of them you probably can tell because of the different messages or the 
different relevancy and stuff like that. But uh, I think I'm going to do this one. I'm going to go ahead and skip and drop this one today because I know today I have the white man appreciation one dropping for um, anybody who wants to hear that one. The white man appreciation one. But I, I, I'm thinking about go ahead and pushing this one right out right now, especially with the uh, Kendrick Lamar album just dropping. A lot of people are going to be Googling and trying to see different reviews and stuff like that so this is going to fall into the algorithm so it'll hopefully get more views than it would have had i dropped it next week when maybe the hype of the album has kind of simmered down a little bit um because the album just literally just dropped a few hours ago it's right now it is seven o'clock in the morning um the album dropped at like midnight uh so yeah you know, but I just wanted, you know, to touch on this because as soon as he said that, he said something about daddy issues. I remember what he said. He said something, I got daddy issues. Then he said, I'm a grown, he said, grown men with daddy issues. And then the hook comes on and the hook, he say, practicing on our ops. And I'm like, hmm. And I correlated, I did the correlation, like, wait. And it just literally just sparked him. And I was like, oh, episode, episode, episode. So I was like, I'm just going to share this with you guys. And once again, it's a developing concept. Who knows? Maybe a couple weeks from now, a couple months from now, I'll come back and touch this and really like, you know, kick the kick the soccer ball into the goal. But um, I do feel like I've said enough. I do feel like I've covered it. I do feel like I did a great job. I give myself a pat on the back. Um, I do would love for you guys to share this episode with as many black people as possible, especially black men uh, as possible. Please share this with your brother if you love him. If you love, if you love black black man, um, and you want to break the matrix, you want to you want to stop this program, and you want to go ahead and delete their software, and um, just completely just you know rebuild the whole system. I would love for you to share this episode because you never know. It may not be this episode that gets the people to wake up to realize that it may be somebody else might get sparked from this and they might be able to come at a whole different angle you know and they might come and that might be the one to do it um because i mean i know you guys are familiar with the concept that of 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 the dehumanized black man you know when they was calling us the super predators and and they black on black crime and and they just made black such a negative thing I, i know you guys understand it because we all know about that, but I'm telling you that I feel like it starts. It started before the news. It started before. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's deeper than what the news called us or what Reagan or uh, these people did. It's it's deeper than it goes to the father, you know. And once they attacked that part of our our culture, that part of our community, um, the game was on and set from there. The Hunger Games began. That's when the Hunger Games first began, you know, and that's why. Once again, like I said, you're, you are able to go out into the world and um, you are able to look at the black man and in a way that you don't even look at nobody else, even when they do just as wrong. And I've seen it. I've seen it even in the streets where they're like, bro, let him, man, fuck that shit, bro. It's just a white boy. What do you mean it's just a white boy? No, beat him up like you would beat me up. What do you mean it's just a white boy? And, you know, they were justified in their head. It's like, that's pussy shit. Like, what? what so why is it? So what is only you only you only strong when you coming at me? Because that white boy could be five foot two. But back in the days, he was going to try your six foot two ass. So what the fuck you sparing him for? I, I mean, if you if you 
Back me up, fellas. You've seen it. Ladies, too, you've seen this before. Man, I ain't gonna touch that nigga, man. Even black women do it to white, they do it to white girls. We were so ready to kill and hunt each other. We would jump on a, a black man for just looking at you the wrong way. I was walking down the street the other day. Um, about a month or two ago, I was walking down the street. And, just, and we were in a white area, too. Black guy walked past me. I looked back at him, you know, because uh, it was late at night. And I just, you know, I had, my, I had my, my, my thing on me. And I just making sure, you know, he wasn't on no funny shit. And he looked, he looked, he looked back at me. And we just kind of walk and keep looking back at each other. What's up, bro? I'm like, well, what's up? He's like, I'm just seeing what you're looking at. I'm just looking at you. He said, all right. I said, all right. And we keep walking. And I'm just walking away feeling like a fucking fool. Like, he probably just going somewhere like I'm going somewhere. I'm going up here to this little, they had like a little, you know, fiesta thing going on. I'm just going up there. He probably just left from up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he probably walking to his car. I'm walking from it. Like, at the end of the day, but, like, that shit could have went ugly for what? Why do I think he gonna rob me? Why would he think I'm gonna rob him? You see what I'm saying? For what, bro? And then it's that, it's, and it comes back down to that, you know? Who the first person that ever stole something from you? Your father. The first person who ever stole anything from me was my dad. Because he stole himself from me. You understand? And not to well, for me and my personal, the first time I ever stole anything in my life, my dad told me to steal it. My dad used to have me stealing from stores for him. So like, um, that's where that is. But at the end of the day, bro, like the dehumanization of the, of the man, uh, specifically the black man, is what has led us to where we are now. Uh, and this seeing your mom as perfect, no matter what she has done or hasn't done what she's accomplished and what she didn't even try to accomplish, you know, has also led us to where we are now. And that's why you have so many young black men that want to be women now. I mean, you know, it's privileged and it's appealing and it's honorable. Being a black man ain't shit. Being a black man is pathetic. Being a black man is pitiful. It's sad. It's terrible. You know, this shit is not cool. Like, that's why it's funny when people talk about black men have self-hatred. Can you blame them if they do? You know, have you ever put yourself in their shoes before? You know what I mean? Have you ever thought about the fact that this shit is not easy? And you give this same life to anybody else that's not a black man and they most of them would fold. You give you give the, the black man struggles to a white man, he'd kill himself. Period. Any white man talking shit could suck my dick because at the end of the day, if you had to spend two days as me, one day as me, you'd kill yourself. You literally murder yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not just me specifically. I'm talking about me and my people, nigga. All of us. Take on all of our struggles. Take on all of the conditioning. Take on all of it. And you would kill yourself. Suicide rate would be high as hell in the white community if we was to do to them, to their race, what they did to our race. Put them through all these years of all this shit. You know? Because now, and mind you, we're at the point now where we can't even blame them anymore because now we're doing it on our own. We have the knowledge. We have the resources. We have the tools. We even have the access to the money. You know? Yeah. So it's your boy Tommy via Raw Sex, and I, I really hope that this episode was productive for you in some type of way.
I'm out.